Hello and welcome to VChat episode 45. Today we're talking about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, blockchain, Ethereum, all kinds of cool stuff. I'm David Davis from Actual Tech Media and VMware Videos, and I'm proud to be joined by... Simon Seagray from techhead.co. How you doing, David? I'm doing great, Simon. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Uh, this is the first one for a while. It's great to uh, be back on a VChat again. Absolutely, absolutely. It's great to get back into it. Uh, we've had fun chatting on the, the pre-conference here. Uh, we got lots of cool stuff to talk about today. So, uh, I mean, before we jump into it, you know, what's, what's been going on? What have you been up to? Yeah, so uh, whew, since, since we last spoke, uh, big life change. Uh, now live in the US. Uh, moved from, uh, from Kent in the UK uh, with work, transferred internally over to, uh, well, my same role, but uh, over here in uh, Massachusetts. So we've been over here since the uh, beginning of September, and uh, it's great to be over here, much easier with work being close to the office. And one big advantage, I guess, as well, we're both you and I, for the first time ever, we're in the same time zone. So it's going to make it a lot easier for recording these V-chats going forward. That's right. That's right. Well, we're glad to have you. And I'm glad that you're so close by in the same time zone. Uh, it, absolutely. I hope we can record a lot more VChats. Um, we always you know, have fun talking about home labs, uh, enterprise technology. And today, just talking about something that you know, kind of is it's a little more, um, I don't know, consumer oriented or I don't know, just general technology oriented, maybe yeah. uh, cryptocurrency. So um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing great, uh, doing lots of events with actual tech media and uh, attending some cool conferences. You know, I think on a future episode, we're going to talk about, um, I went to reInvent, my first reInvent, learned a lot of cool stuff. I know you went to CES. Yeah, first time. Yeah, I would love to go to sometime. So we can talk about conferences, conferences past and conferences future. Uh, that might be the title of the, the next episode. I kind of like that. Um, so anyway, uh, great to be on. And, you know, the topic for today's episode actually came from a tweet that I saw you posted recently where you were, you showed a picture of this new, um, mining rig that you were building in your garage. And I don't know anything about cryptocurrency or mining or anything like that. Uh, it's something I'm personally interested in and I want to learn a lot more. And so I thought, Hey, I'll, I'll play the the uh, guy with all the dumb questions, the entry level 101 questions. And I know that you're not, you don't consider yourself an expert in no, cryptocurrency, <laughs> but you've, you've got some experiences to share. Uh, so I thought that would make a, for a great VChat today. So I guess before we jump into it, we should do some sort of disclaimer because people do a lot of speculation on, on cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. Uh, trying to make money. This show is not offering financial advice. Uh, past performance does not indicate future results. We're not uh, recommending any financial investments here. Yep. Uh, we're just talking about cool home lab stuff and uh, some toys in the in the garage or it, the, exactly the garage, <laughs> as they say over in the UK. Is that what they say? <laughs> uh, the, still, the oh, the garage. No, no, it's the the garage. The garage. The garage. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm picking up on all these like little nuances now between the, uh, you think, you think the English language would be the same, wouldn't you? Everywhere. But, uh, no, is, that where they, is that where they keep the spanners? The spanners? The, the hammers and the spanners in the garage? <laughs> Actually, what would you call a hammer? Like uh, a spanner's a wrench over here, right? Yeah. I see. I didn't know what a spanner was until a, few, a couple of years back. Um, so yeah, hammers and spanners. Yeah, it, it is a hammer over here, but I've, I've never heard of a spanner before. So that's a wrench. So we're a learning wrench. all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. So, 
So let's talk about some cryptocurrency stuff. So um, I've heard of, you know, blockchain, I guess, is kind of the general technology behind all this stuff. Um, I mean, what is blockchain to begin with? Yeah, yeah, good idea. I think let's start with the basics. And and like you say there, David, I am literally a home enthusiast when it comes to this. Uh, the reason I got into it originally uh, was I was just interested in 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 cryptocurrency and blockchain. You know, I, I saw it as an up and coming technology and I just wanted to learn more about it. And that's where I started and that's where I am today. So uh, like you say, disclaimer, I am not an expert in this at all. I don't claim to be. Um, it, it, it's just a bit of fun for me. You know, it's a 50-50 thing. Hey, it's fun. I love doing the mining. B, I love uh, you know finding out about the technology and it's it's fast evolving as well which makes it very exciting um, but yeah yeah so let's let's start with the basics I think that's the best thing as to you know what is what is cryptocurrency what is blockchain um, so, so th the best way to think about it is a blockchain is similar to it's generally called a digital ledger um, so so a ledger is something obviously um, whether it's in the you know pre-digital world it is it, something where transactions are held. Uh, whether that's uh, generally uh, financial or, or whether it's uh, maybe contractual or, or something like that. It's where records are kept. Um, so blockchain is a sort of modern day ledger. So it, it's, it's a digital ledger um, generally distributed, which is one of the uh, deemed one of the key benefits of the blockchain, i.e. no one person or organization, country, company or otherwise owns this ledger it's distributed no one person owns owns it now uh -huh. the benefit of that what everyone likes it means because no one one particular person or organization country etc owns it it means that it's it's inherently resistance to to modification of the data within it which is great um the other thing is you know you get a lot of people going well the, the government or the you know the man doesn't doesn't own this ledger, you know, type of thing, and it's 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 a very sort of uh, anti-establishment type thing, which 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 some people kind of take, you know, to have that take on it. Um, but the majority of people, I'd say, you know, just just like it, it's not tied in with a particular particular financial uh, institution. Let's say we're talking finance, you know. Um, so I mean, at the moment, digital ledger. If you think about your bank account, um, I mean, actual. The value your 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 worth financially is it's not like you've got gold bars sitting in the corner of a room or a stack of cash or anything like that. It's it's kept in a ledger held by your banking organization of your choice. Now that that's great and what have you, but the thing is, it's it's one organization, one banking institution that holds those records. Now, what happens if they're they're modified at all, or they you know they get corrupted, or or something you know hackers break in, or, or something like that, where that where that centralized ledger and obviously these financial institutions they're, they're you know they're, they're good yeah, i mean they've got they've got measures many countermeasures in place to to enable this not to happen um but pretty much you know you, you, your your value let's say you've got all your your uh, financial worth with one single financial organization it's it's a single point of failure potentially now the benefit of this because it is a distributed ledger once again this could be financial it can be contractual whatever it is distributed uh you know potentially globally and there's no one owner of it Okay. So that's one real, real benefit. And blockchain, uh, on top of a blockchain, uh, you can run a couple of things. Uh, everyone thinks of, uh, uh, you know, blockchain. They think Bitcoin. They think cryptocurrency. But on a blockchain, you can actually run uh, contracts as well. So you know, whether that's automotive, um, uh, maybe you know, property, uh, you know, agreements between two people. Uh, you know, all these type of things. Um, you know, contracts can be held on on a blockchain as well. Uh, and we're starting to see sort of more use cases in that space starting to come through, which is very exciting. But obviously, you know, the, 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 one, the one area that's driving this forward is, 
is um, is Bitcoin. You know, in 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 the crypto space, um, and uh, you mentioned mining there. So mining, uh, you know, blocks uh, is is generally or historically always being linked to the cryptocurrency markets, which, which sits on top of the blockchain. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's that's where I entered into it about oh gosh, back in 2013. So I've been sort of dabbling in it uh, for, for a while now, um, and uh, that's when I started mining. So Simon, with Bitcoin mining or cryptocurrency mining, what exactly are you mining? Like, what's the mining rig doing? Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good question, David. So uh, this is the bit where it takes a while to sort of wrap your head around a little bit. Um, so like I mentioned, you've got this uh, distributed ledger. And within this ledger, you're going to have sort of uh, single transactions logged within this ledger. Um, and uh, obviously, associated with the transaction, you've gonna, you're going to have an owner owner associated with that. Now, for this to be distributed to all the uh, nodes or the, all the machines running in this blockchain, um, there has got to be obviously some reward system. I mean, people aren't just going to spin up these miners, pay for the electricity and the hardware um, for nothing. So there's got to be a reward system with it. And, um, you know, how do you work out, you know, who, who gets rewarded for running these hardware devices, you know, whether it be a person like myself who's running a, a you know, um, a, a couple of graphics cards in their garage or, or whether it's someone over in China who's got a massive um, mining farm over there. So, so, so what there is, the blockchain um, uh, is, is based on, on these mining uh, people out there doing this mining. And uh, the, the function of the miners is, is to update the, um, uh, every time a transaction's made, um, is to update the blockchain and to ensure the authenticity of the information. Um, so ensuring that the, uh, you know, the transaction is secure and is processed correctly and what have you. So um, what the miners receive in payments for this is a small portion of the particular cryptocurrency for doing this. But obviously, if you've got a sort of, you know, hundreds of thousands of miners out there, well, how do you determine who gets the money and where and what have you? So, so generally, it's sort of wrapped in a quite a complex algorithmic, um, and this is the bit where I get very fuzzy on it, <laughs> quite a, a, a complex al algorithmic equation that these uh, mining uh, nodes need to resolve and then whatever node resolves it generally will win it's, it's a bit like a competition i guess it will win the um the, the the payment for that particular block on which the you know the ledger information for that transaction or transactions is kept so everyone's out there you know it's a bit of a it's something of a lottery um obviously the more resource mining resource you throw at it the more you know the better your chance of 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 winning um winning uh you know payment from from successfully being the first to uh resolve that particular algorithmic equation now these algorithmic equations can can fluctuate as well they're not of a uh of the same difficulty all the time so depending on how many nodes there are out there um on the blockchain for this particular let's say it's a cryptocurrency uh let's say there's not as many well they're going to make it easier um for this algorithmic equation to be solved for every block and that you know generally every block may runs in, in the in the likes for bitcoin i think it's every 10 minutes or, or thereabouts it, it will generally change that algorithmic equation the complexity of it um so generally as a rule of thumb it will be uh, resolved every x amount of minutes um so yeah that's that's what the miners are doing they're they're, they're there twofold job a to um hold a uh, a digital copy of the blockchain okay uh, 
the cryptocurrency locally. So, you know, they're one of the distributed nodes, but also um, they're, they're running, trying to, you know, going flat out, trying to resolve uh, these, these complex algorithmic equations to, and thereby, if they're the first to do that, then they win their portion uh, of, of the, uh, you know, the, the, the payments for that particular uh, block. So I hope okay. that I mean, like I said, I don't profess to be an expert, uh, but uh, yeah. that's, that's pretty much, uh, that's my understanding of what my, my, my mining rig in the uh, garage is doing anyway. Okay. Almost like distributed auditing. That's kind of how I, I picture it. I may be totally off still because I'm still learning this, but uh, distributed auditing around the world of, of the chain and the transactions. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, that's the beauty of it because it's distributed as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. There are sort of checks and balances to ensure that that block is as, as, as it should be. If someone tries to go in, change the block, I mean, the rest of the nodes uh, on the network won't recognize that at all and go, hey, that's incorrect, you know, i.e. Okay. someone tampering with it. So you said you're, you're mining both for education to learn about blockchain and cryptocurrency and as well as to hopefully, you know, break even, who knows, maybe, maybe make a little money off yep. of it as well. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm not going to be retiring anytime soon. <laughs> so, so what does it take to mine? What, what are you using? Let's talk about your lab, your mining rig. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm currently running with six, uh, graphics processing units or GPUs, uh, in my garage. They started off with one originally just to dabble my toes, um, in, in, in the whole technology. Uh, it is very addictive actually when you start doing it. Uh, you know, you start with one GPU before you know it, you've got three. Um, you know, once you get to three or four, then you're starting to, you know, you can't put those in your uh, desktop case anymore. Um, so, you know, you're looking at a different type of uh, enclosure on which to run them and keep them cool at the same time. Um, and that's, that's, that's currently what I'm running. I mean, um, so, so one thing, uh, you know, um, I should mention as well. I mean, these to mine, at least the, the, the cryptocurrencies I'm mining, I'm just running. They're just standard PCs. They're a standard motherboard uh, with memory, CPU, et cetera, um, with, with normal off-the-shelf graphics processing units. So nothing, nothing particularly special. Uh, where, the, where the secret source is, however, is in the software that runs on top of the operating system. And, and the GPUs, right? I mean, the GPUs are really the, the workhorse behind this. The CPU, for the most part, is just kind of sitting there, I don't know yeah. if it's, uh, it's yeah. idle, but yes. it's, it's not that relevant, really. It's, it's the GPUs that are the, the factory of, of the mining. Is that, is that true? Yeah, yeah. So the GPUs do all the heavy lifting. So, I mean, uh, depending on what you're wanting to mine, let's say you haven't got a GPU and you want to sort of get, get into this, there are, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies out there that have been created or, or, or rather optimized to run on CPUs as oh. opposed to use okay um, and then out there you've got some uh cryptocurrencies uh, cryptocurrencies the algorithm etc are better uh tunes to run on amd cards versus nvidia cards and vice versa so depending on what you want to run i mean historically amd uh gpus have been uh shown better performance for mining cryptocurrencies the nvidia but this is this has changed uh in more recent times you know partly because um uh, you know, there's been a massive shortage of AMD, AMD GPUs. Everyone's jumped on the bandwagon wanting to make a fast buck. Um, you know, when you, when you look at GPU prices here, I mean, for example, you know, I, I, was pick, I picked up a couple of uh, GPUs last year, uh, mid to late last year, and I, I think I paid about 300 bucks each for them. The same card now 
when I had a look earlier today, it was $600 for the same wow. power. You know, there is a real shortage globally. And obviously the, 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 the PC gamers out there just hate the miners out there at the moment because they're just <laughs> pushing up the price of these GPU cards out there. But uh, it's interesting, you know, because so, there was a shortage of the AMD GPUs, you're finding that some of the crypt, newer cryptocurrencies coming out um, are more streamlined to either run on NVIDIA or AMD. And some of them actually run better on NVIDIA now than AMD. So it, it really depends on, 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 on what you're mining. But, uh, you know, like I say, you've got CPU, you've got GPU. Um, more mature, established um, coins, such as Bitcoin. I mean, that's the big one that everyone knows, right? Um, I wouldn't even attempt running that on a GPU now. I mean, it's got significant, you know, hash power on a GPU, but uh, you know, what they've, what's happened over the years is you've actually got companies that produced proprietary um, ASICs uh, that, that have been designed to just, uh, you know, um, uh, run these algorithms on, on that particular proprietary ASIC. So it's much more efficient to run than, than on a, a GPU. So you may find, you know, a single uh, Bitcoin mining uh, rig running one of these proprietary ASICs, maybe the equivalent of, you know, 20, 30, 50 GPUs. That's interesting because I was wondering, yeah, I mean, I was wondering, so what happens if, you know, you invent a GPU tomorrow that can just process um, all the Bitcoin in the world in, in a few seconds, does the, Bit, the value of Bitcoin, you know, drop all of a sudden? But you, what you said is interesting. They're, they can make the algorithms, you know, harder and harder and harder. So as, the, as the people create custom ASICs that are much more powerful, they can just make the algorithms more and more difficult, I assume. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you have got some coins out there that have have made the conscientious decision to actually make their the via the algorithm that they're using to make it ASIC resistant, as they call it. Mm. Um, you know, it will make it so hard to try and make one that it's not even worth it. So thereby, it keeps it within the the realms of you know mining using GPUs, for example. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, once you get to the stage of proprietary ASICs, you know, you, you're into the big the big boys game, as it were, at that point, you know, because um, these things aren't cheap, as you can imagine, uh, right. to, to run because of the power costs. Uh, they're quite quite costly in most instances. Uh, and also to actually buy the hardware to do it. So, you know, for home enthusiasts like myself, like yourself, people listening to this, uh, that's why mining using your GPUs is still the, the sweet spot at the moment. Okay. So can you show us some pictures of your mining rig? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. So, uh, okay, I'll just, uh, here we go. Let's... Alrighty, let's. Here we go. Can you see that? I do. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's my current mining rig. Like you see, it's uh, uh you know, the bottom here, it's just a standard system board, uh, with a with an entry level Pentium CPU, um, eight gigs of memory. But I could have got away with four gigs of memory. So that's the other thing. Like you rightly said it before, you know, the the heavy lifting with this is done via. The, um, the, the you know the GPUs the CPU for all intents and purposes is is really just ticking along it doesn't have to do a heck of a lot uh, as with the you know the drive it just needs to be of a particular capacity um, I've got an SSD there that was just a 40 gig uh, SSD old one that I had kicking around so uh, just for speed and booting up I use that um, and memory like I said I could have got away with four gigs I mean depending on the you know the, the cryptocurrency some are a little bit more memory hungry than others but generally rule of thumb you won't need any more than eight gig uh, in your mining rig. Um, one thing you'll notice with this, I've obviously got the six cards along the top here. So uh, I've got, uh, at the moment, I've got three AMD RX 470s and three uh, 570s in there. Uh, I'm running two uh, 
power supplies, like you see there, you know, the power consumption. With these six cards, to give you an idea, at the wall, I'm drawing around about 850 watts. So, um, you know, I could be running that, that, that white power supply that you see there, that is actually a 1200 watt power supply, so pretty hefty. Um, but just to keep things, you know, on an even keel, so I'm not, you know, not running that particular um, power supply too hard. Uh, I've got the second power supply added in there, which is about, I think it's about 600 watts, that other one. Um, one other thing you'll notice with this as well, you may think, okay, right, my standard motherboard, you know, how am I getting six GPUs connected to a motherboard? And you'll see these, uh, they're called risers or PCIe risers here, uh, with a U effectively as a USB cable coming off the bike. Um, connecting up to the PCI slot on each of the GPUs. And this enables you to remove the GPUs off of the system board uh, above the, uh, you know, ab above the system board. So it's away from it. So that, 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 that uh, actually solves two problems. One is a cooling problem because these things are running at sort of 80 to 100 percent you know, 24 seven. So, uh, you know, they've got to remain cool. So th this is great because it's an open air rig. It means that, you know, the airflow, the heat can dissipate a lot easier. Uh, obviously having it in, in an enclosed case, if you've got one or two cards is more efficient because you can actually direct the airflow over the cards much right. more efficiently. But you find if you get over sort of two, three cards uh, in, in a standard desktop case, assuming you can even fit, fit them in there, um, you know, it's just generating too much heat for those fans to sort of uh, effectively cool them. So that's why an open air rig like this is, is particularly good because, you know, you've got more fresh air around the cards. You can leave a larger gap between the GPUs um, on there. You can bring them away from the system board. And uh, like I say, the heat can dissipate into the room. Obviously, you know, that's why you've got to select your room uh, pretty carefully. I mean, over here in, uh, in my new home in Massachusetts, it's winter here at the moment. So this is sitting in my garage. So this is fine. But, uh, you know, if I was in a small room somewhere warm, yeah, you would not want that because those cards <laughs> down after, after a couple of hours. Um, so, so that's that. And, and the other thing I will say, you know, with anyone can do this, right? I mean, if you've got a PC with a graphics card in it, uh, if you want to dabble your toes, and you know, dip your toes in, in the water with this, I mean, there's no reason why you can't do it. You don't need six cards. You don't need 10 cards. You can do it just with one GPU. Uh, you know, to get used to the software. And like I say, this will run on multiple operating systems. So let's talk operating systems for a second. So this will run on uh, Windows, Linux, uh, and there are proprietary OSs, um, mining OSs out there based on uh, a particular cri cryptocurrency. So for example, with Ethereum, which is a very uh, popular uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, cryptocurrency cryptocurrency that's the word i'm looking for cryptocurrency yeah. out there at the moment there's one called ethos which is particularly good which is based on a a distro which is a highly modified uh, distro of a uh, of the linux kernel from what i gather uh and that's particularly good that's almost plug and play you know uh, you just get your cards plug it in it'll pick up the cards and away you go you point it at a uh, uh as, as a mining pool or or you start mining on your own um but this system board here going back to the system board um this is kind of unusual. And this is a new board that I bought uh, a short while ago because my other one was starting to play up a little bit. This has actually got 21 PCIe slots on there. Now, your average motherboard out there, uh, those of you that have bought your, your, or built your own PC before, will know that generally PCIe slots, you may get you know, anywhere between four and six PCIe slots on a board. And even then, it doesn't mean that you could actually cram four to six uh, GPUs on the board, just because of the spacing between them. This one here is particularly good. It's got 21 slots on there. They're only PCIe times one, 
Uh, you don't need high through, throughputs between the system board and the, uh, and the GPU. So you don't need times 16 or anything like this. But this, using those particular risers that you can see in the picture there, uh, give you the ability to um, uh, host up to 21 GPUs without having to buy another system board. Let's say you got to uh, you know, six and you want to go to seven, eight cards. Then you'd need to have another system board, another power supply, another operating system, more memory. Whereas this, I can actually scale out to 21 GPUs if I wanted without having to add additional, you know, additional operating system, SSD and all that type of thing. So uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good stuff there. Um, I'm just going to fast forward on to, a, to another picture. This is just... Uh, the rig from another angle. That's me with a tape measure. Um, what happens? I'm at six GPUs. I mean, keep in mind, I've been doing this for a while. It's not like I've just thrown a ton of money at it. Um, I've been doing this for a number of years, and I've just been picking up GPUs as they've come on special. Because, um, you know, it goes through peaks and troughs. You know, at the moment, we're in a massive slump, so you find that people won't be mining. So you probably find there'll be a glut of cards on the market again now. So it's a good time to actually pick up some cards. Um, but I had to build a bigger mining rig. So this is the uh, aluminum. See that? I've been in America now, calling it aluminum, <laughs> aluminium, um, yeah. and uh, and basically this is this is what I'm building at the moment. It's a larger rig. It's a two-story one. Should allow me to get to up to about 16 cards. Fact of the matter, I'll probably never have 16 cards, but it just uh, allows me to add additional cards if 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 I want to. I do. I, I did manage to pick up a couple of uh, cheap cards a while back, so that's why I've had to take it from uh, from six. I'll be taking it up to eight. So I, I figured I might as well future-proof it as I went. Uh, and that's where I am at the moment. So, um, yeah, very, very exciting stuff indeed. Very cool. Very cool. So it's, you're running Windows, you said. So inside Windows, is there some Ethereum.exe? Or, I mean, there's some application, I'm assuming, you download from the internet to, to run and, and process or mine the Bitcoins? Yeah, 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 there is. Like I say, it's nothing. It's just a bulk standard Windows installation. Actually, alongside this, you could be running anything, any of your day-to-day -day stuff, as okay. long as it's not uh, uh, graphically uh, intensive, because obviously your GPU is sitting there uh, going all out, uh, you know, trying to resolve these uh, algorithmic uh, problems that it gets thrown its way to, uh, to, to get its share of the, uh, the payout for that particular block. So uh, on top of the operating system, yes, you have, uh, you know, mining software. Generally, uh, each of the cryptocurrencies out there uh, will be based on a particular algorithm. So, you know, let's say at the moment, I mean, there's, there's over 100 crypto coins out there at the moment. You know, some are just rubbish. Uh, they're called trash coins. They, they don't serve any particular purpose. They've just created by people who are having a, a bit of a punt, as it were. Then you've got other coins out there, such as Ethereum, um, you know, even, even Bitcoin, Litecoin, um, you know, NEO, all, all these other coins. They, they, they're backed well. They've got, you know, a good development team behind them. And they're actually being created to solve a problem, not just for the heck of it. Hmm. So okay. um, these different coins are based on particular algorithms. And then what you'll generally find is there will be mining software based on a particular algorithm. So you download that software and then depending on, you know, the command line parameters that you pass it will determine what coin you want to mine. Oh, okay. So, so you know, if I went from, um, you know, algorithm A to algorithm B, well, I'd probably have two bits of software for that, that, that I'd be running. And, uh, you know, to generally you only mine one coin at a time. I mean, there is some software out there that allows you to mine uh, two different coins at a time based on the same algorithm. Uh, but as a rule of thumb, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a one for one mapping on there. Okay. So every morning, let's say you wake up, have your cup of coffee, you, you check your, your mining rig. W what is it that you generally see? I mean, is it, um, 
do you, can you tell like, Hey, I made, I made 10 bucks yesterday or, you know, whatever. I mean, what's, what are you monitoring? What, what's your, your daily view of what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically I can see my hash rates actually. Um, we, we never spoke about this ahead of time, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what I do. I'll show, I'll show you what I see. Okay. Um, so I'll just bring that up if you, if you don't mind just bearing with me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here we go. I'll show you what I show you what I see. So there's nothing uh, confidential here or anything. Um, you'll get to see my public uh, address or my public. Uh, so that's the other thing, you know, what, where do you store these coins as well? Once you mine them. Um, and as with any cryptocurrency, you, you have a wallet for a particular currency. Okay. So obviously it's a digital type wallet and that's where you store them. Uh, obviously highly secure, you know, you have a private key, public key, it's all, all hashed uh, and what have you. So, you know, people will have a very hard time trying to, to, to hack it. But basically what you'll see here is my public address. You know, it's, okay. it's like giving out my public bank account. So people, it's not like people can take money out of there at all because I don't have my secret hash at all. Uh, okay. but, but they're more than welcome to deposit stuff if you want. <laughs> For each crypto, generally you'll have uh, a, a wallet. Now, wallets can be stored online. Generally, don't recommend that you do that. Um, you can store, uh, run wallet software on your particular PC and then obviously you want to back that up. But the other thing you'll get as well are these little sort of hardware type devices. Um, this is this is a product by KeepKey, and this is a, what they call a hardware wallet, where you can actually store, effectively store your your cryptocurrencies on here. Does it have a display, or it plugs in like via USB, or? Yeah, yeah. Well, the great thing with it, it uh, unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to show you because I've got to plug it in via USB, and I don't have yeah. the cable long enough. But um, it, it's not actually battery powered or anything. It takes its power off the USB, and it's all stored in. Uh, okay. In, uh, on the um, writable memory on there. Very cool. So it's all stored on there and it brings down the transactions that you, you know, let's say you've deposited, someone sent you some money on the blockchain there. It'll go out, it'll identify that, uh, that you've been set, sent X amount of a particular cryptocurrency and then it will show what your balance is and that transaction on, on, the, uh, on the hardware wallet. But um, going back to what I see uh, every day uh, when, I, when I take a look at my mining here. So... What you can do when you go to mine, you can do one or two things. You can either go out there with your one GPU or in my instance, six GPUs to try and mine against a crypto uh, currency. Now, the chances of me resolving the algorithm between, you know, before all those hundreds of thousands of other miners out there that are doing the same thing are pretty remote. So what you would do is actually do something called pool mining. So what I do is I add my processing algorithmic, uh, you know, processing capabilities to a pool. And that pool will go out there and, and effectively uh, operate as a single uh, unit. And so that means my chance of actually being part of this pool, or the chances of this pool winning, you know, uh, being the first to resolve one of these, uh, you know, uh, algorithmic challenges for a particular block is a lot higher. And then I get paid a portion depending on how much hash power that I've contributed to this pool. So this is, uh, this is a particular one called Ethermine. Um, so I'm just going to go down here. That's what you see up in the, what I've just entered there. That is my um, my uh, pu public uh, um, uh, algorithmic. Uh, uh, sorry, my, my my hash key sort of okay. my, my hash address um, yeah. for Ethereum. This is what I'm mining at the moment. See, we see here we can see the hash rates. So I'm, I'm currently uh, mining 175 uh, mega hash. Mega hash. Okay. Mega hash. Oh. Depending on the algorithm that you're um, you know, you're mining against, you know, that will change. Uh, some are more complex than others and what have you. 
Uh, and at the moment, you can see the unpaid balance. I've got one active worker, i.e. the uh, mining, single mining rig I have it sitting in the garage. You can see, uh, you know, you have stale shares. So let's say, um, you know, some of the, um, let's say a block's been discovered before I send my work back, you know, it, it will be deemed as stale. So it's only 2%, which isn't bad. You know, I can see how it's fluctuated over the last sort of 24 hours or so. Very cool. Very cool. That's something I, I had no idea, you know, what, what you would see. I kind of pictured it like a, a infinite antivirus scan or something like that sitting there on your computer uh, doing something all the time. So that's very cool to see. Um, let's see, what else do we need to know about mining and cryptocurrency? I know we're kind of pushing our, our time limit here, but, um, you know, where do you see this going in the future? I mean, just yesterday, in fact, there's a huge drop on the stock market and a big drop recently with Bitcoin. But, you know, what do you see it? What do you see happening you know, in the future? Yeah, um, I mean, that's a good question. I, I have no idea, to be honest with you. I'm not a financial guy. I'm a tech guy. So I, I have no idea. I mean, it'd be nice to see things. I think, you know, that's the one thing I've learned. I mean, I've not only learned about the technology, you know, the blockchain technology, cryptocurrency. Um, I've also, it, it's sparked an interest in, in trading as well. Not that I do trading per se, but it's given me awareness of what, you know, what's involved with trading. Admittedly, this is crypto, you know, currency trading, which seems to try you know it it, it it fluctuates a lot lot more than your traditional you know uh, a stock market type trading unless it was yesterday in which case it dropped pretty heavily pretty quickly but uh cryptocurrencies will fluctuate a lot you know there's a lot of speculation out there a lot of people are still uncomfortable with the technology but they don't want to be left behind so you know they throw a bit of cash in there but uh you know if you're going to do that um yeah you've got to be prepared it, it's a roller coaster it goes up and down very very quickly so it has given me appreciation of what's involved with you know um, uh, markets you know trading all that type of thing as well so it's been a lot of fun uh, from that perspective I mean I, I'm very uh, as they call very bullish uh, towards um, blockchain I mean I, I think it's a massive technology uh, it's it's not going anywhere soon I think that you know I I, I could almost draw a parallel in, in my mind between what we're seeing with blockchain now and what we saw back in the sort of early mid 2000s with regard to retail online retail shopping i mean back then if you cast your mind back people were just going oh that's never going to work you know it'll never supersede sort of brick and mortar stores you know why would i buy stuff online people will steal my credit card information uh all that type of thing you know fast forward 10 15 years um you know we're all doing it right you know we we, we all buy stuff online you know we're comfortable with with passing our um uh, 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 financial or rather credit card uh, type information over the internet um, and, and blockchain. I mean, it solves a lot of problems. You know, this whole decentralized um, concept behind it uh, is, is interesting. Um, but even if it is to some extent, you know, uh, you know, banks seem to be looking into it, you know, they'll be doing their own flavors of, of a particular blockchain. Um, Cause quite often, you know, to, to, because we're talking about a ledger here, like, if you were to send money over to the UK or the US or somewhere else, generally it takes a while for that money to get there. And, you know, I don't know how much it costs, but the last load of money, because we moved over here to wire money, it would cost about, you know, 20, 40 bucks, something like that to send money. And it may take a while to get over here. Whereas with this technology here, it's a lot quicker. You know, it's a lot cheaper for a start and it's a lot quicker 
for it to do. So that's why banks, uh, from what I gather, are, are looking into this technology as well. So there's a lot of benefits about it. And like I say, it's not just about the cryptocurrency. It's not just about the financial aspect. It's about, um, you know, contracts as well. Um, you know, contracts between you and myself. So rather than being held on a bit of paper in a safe somewhere, it could be held on this blockchain, which is distributed everywhere. So A, it's not susceptible to manipulation or corruption or hacking or anything like that. Uh, you know, it's secure, it's, it, it's out there. So yeah, I, I, I think it's, a, it's an amazing technology. I think we'll see its adoption probably happen soon, a lot quicker than everyone thinks. Um, it's still the Wild West out there. So anyone sort of looking at getting in this, don't think you're gonna make a fast buck or anything like this. Do it out of interest because you want to. Um, you know, <laughs> if, if you even get into the trading aspect as opposed to the mining, be prepared to lose money. Don't, 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 don't put any money into any skin in the game, as it were, that you're not prepared to lose. So, um, but it's, it's just because it's still finding its feet. It's a new technology. It's out there. But I think it's going to, we're going to see it find traction a lot quicker than we think in, in all aspects of our daily lives. I mean, a lot of the big retailers this past week, you know, Starbucks are talking about accepting some sort of cryptocurrency going forward. Um, you know, there's retailers out there, for example, where you can actually pay, um, you know, pay for, for actual physical products using, using uh, Bitcoin, for example. There's a couple of airlines globally that accept Bitcoin. Um, so it's getting there slowly, you know, as people's confidence levels are growing, um, it's, it's getting more and more traction. And uh, like I see the big jump, uh, sorry, the big drop we saw yesterday, not only with the, you know, the traditional financial markets, you know, we, we saw that on cryptocurrency markets as, as well. So, you know, the two do seem to be in uh, somewhat lockstep. Yeah. And I saw, in fact, this morning, a news story about how they're going to be holding hearings today in Congress on the regulations around cryptocurrency, which I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of regulations, but on the other hand, in many cases, that's kind of the first step towards mass adoption is when you have some sort of, you know, structure and regulations about how things should work so that people have greater trust in them. So, um, yeah, very interesting, very exciting time. So thanks so much, yeah. Simon, for sharing uh, all your knowledge about cryptocurrency and, and mining. Um, really cool VChats, fun getting back into it. I look forward to a lot more episodes on enterprise technology, virtualization, cloud, home labs, all kinds of cool tech. Definitely. Yeah, I can't wait. It's uh, great, great to get the series rebooted again. And uh, no, I look forward to our next episode, most definitely. All right. Take care, Simon. Bye -bye. Thanks, David. Bye.